Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Savage Podcast. Hello, everybody. Mm. We're all we're uh, separated, as always. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the reality of our lives. Mm-hmm. Separated, but closer than ever. Right, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know. We'd cheesy. be <laughs> Um, today we've actually got some, a lot of stuff going on this week, you know? Oh God, I'm very excited. Okay. So we're going to be jumping right in. Mm, Are we? First of all, let's talk. Are we allowed to talk about the Diana situation? You go for it. Honestly, let's talk about it. Oh my God. But but before we Uh jump right into Princess Diana, should we give like a little, like, what are we talking about today? Okay, here's what we're talking about. Here's what I know. Okay. And then you can jump (laughs) in with what you know. (laughs) Here's what I know. You have the agenda. Oh yeah. Correct? Yes. So this is why this podcast is a mess because Daniel is in charge of the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> the savagery. But, oh, Daniel, you you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, God. God damn. It's Monday. I'll be feeling savage as hell. Oh, so my friends, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about uh, the, well, this is the main story I want to talk about, yeah. which is Singapore became the first country to approve the sale of lab grown meat. Yes. Very interesting. So that's so. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, you have to keep listening. Mm-hmm. And then and some other stories that we're going to be talking about. Not as int- well. I, mean, I think they're all interesting in their own way. Um, I'm going to be going on a little rant, and I don't. Oh I don't know if, if everyone else is in the same boat <laughs> as me, but it has to do with companies and giving refunds uh, with regards to like tickets that you bought, for example. But we'll go into that a little <laughs> bit later. Um, also, recently there was a little scandal, so we're getting a little bit political. Um, but basically a, a European oh. parliament, parliamentary lawmaker from Hungary is under a lot of fire. No, we, yes, but we're, we're not going to reveal what that is yet. Exactly. You will, Let's you wait. will find out shortly. Uh-huh. But, but, but first <laughs> Rose is going to talk to us about the princess die. Princess die. Princess die. God damn. Is that what, is that her nickname? I think so. Princess die. I think. You're just making the shit Probably, up. Probably. Yeah. Nobody called her that. Only her close friends, you know? Yes, Daniel. <laughs> Were you friends with Princess Diana? No. <laughs> Definitely not. So, well, I mean, no. I just wanted to talk a little bit about <clears throat> the documentary that mm-hmm. I watched yesterday. It was the Princess Diana in her own words mm. documentary, which was on Netflix. Yeah. And actually, I, th- I thought it was new, but I think they actually aired it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But it just is new on Netflix, yeah. I believe. I think so too, Anyways. because I know it, I know it recently um, popped up in my Netflix recommendation. So I actually watched it with my mom, like a, quite a couple, like maybe a month or so ago. Um, okay, and so I think it's pretty. And what new. were your thoughts, Daniel? Um, it's quite sad. Like, yeah. Overall, the feeling that I got was that, and like I don't know how you felt about it, but I just felt like, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on that we 
as the public didn't realize. And also I think that, you know, princess die and some people aren't, might not like me for saying this, but I think that she had some like mental, um, mental illness, not mental illness. Sorry. Oh no, she does. She had like depression. Yeah. Depre- yeah. That's why that's, yeah. She had mental illness. Yeah. So she, and I think part of the problem was that she needed to get some help and she just wasn't getting the help that she needed at that time. Um, mm-hmm, coupled mm-hmm. with obviously the toxic environment that she was in didn't help matters. And it just led to this yeah. kind of spiraling out of, out of control basically. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you guys haven't seen the documentary, it's basically about uh, the story of Princess Diana. And it's basically the whole thing, almost the whole thing is just her telling her own story. I guess, like, she's done these interviews. And um, she, yeah, she's just, like, kind of telling the story of, like, how she got married to Charles. And I didn't know, the thing is, I didn't know anything about Princess Diana, really. Other than the fact that she died in 1997. And the reason why I remember it was 1997 is because it was the year that I had just moved to Canada. And I was eight years old. And I remember it was, like, a huge, like, frenzy. I didn't, and I was like, who the hell is Princess Diana? I didn't know that there was like a princess oh, it named was, Diana. It was huge. Like it was glo- that was global news at the time. Like it was like it was huge. Everywhere. I remember my mom actually I think I can't remember. I think she was pregnant with my brother at the time and I remember my mom like got super emotional when it happened as well. Like even like Aww. my family was like, "Oh my god." And I'm like, "Yeah, over, uh, globally like around the world, people were like, you know, but you knew you knew Princess Diana before that, right? Like you knew of her existence. Oh yeah. I I definitely knew of her mm-hmm. her existence. Yeah, and like your parents are British, so of course they'd be probably more like emotional about it. Exactly. Yeah. No, they definitely they, and 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 plus my mom, I feel like for some reason she feels a conne- connection to uh, to Prin- Princess by Diana. Mm-hmm. God damn. Well, I mean, she seems like a very charming lady based on um, the documentary, and now I'm like on a you know uh, research for more information about princess diana because i'm like intrigued now yeah because the documentary first of all it talks about you know the whole you know the marriage and how charles had an affair basically the entire time yeah like even before they got married he was basically and i you know what i feel like uh, like how do i say he's also like a victim in a lot of ways i think a lot of people try to say that he's like you know they try to, they want to make him the bad person. Yeah. And I just think it's like the whole system and just everything. And the fact that he could not marry, you know, this other person, Camilla, mm. I don't know who she is, but he couldn't marry this person that he probably was more in love with this other person. Mm. But because of certain pressures, like you have to marry a virgin, for example, or you have to marry a young woman so that she can like have babies and shit. And you also have to marry someone that doesn't have any like, you know, past boyfriends and have any other scandals. Mm-hmm. So like Diana was like a very good, you know, Pure. person. Yes. It's like, it's fucked up. Oh my God. It's kind of like, do you remember about the, when we were talking about the, um, love in Japan and how they were saying like a lot of the Japanese guys, they want this like, pure woman, you know, that she's, oh God. she's untouched. She's never had previous relationships. Oh my God. She obeys her <laughs> man. She's young. She oh gives God. them children, you know, like what? Ew. That's so, it's just so, like, why is this a thing? I mean, yeah. I think it's gone a bit better now, but just the whole concept and the mm-hmm. fact that it was even a thing to begin with. Exactly. Well, and I don't know, this the whole, the whole concept of like, that you have to have this person that's like a virgin, that's like untouched and whatever else. It's like, it's archaic. Like we're in the 21st century now, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like most people have been touched. I think in some countries. <laughs> 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 Most people are damaged goods, okay, at this point. You know what I mean? 
Especially the pools that we be fishing in, Rose, okay? They be damaged oh, goods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. There's too much damage in those oh, goods. Okay, oh, let me God just tell damn. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I recommend watching it if you guys mm-hmm. haven't seen it. It's very sad. I cried at the end when she died. Yeah. The death also, can we talk about the death for a second? Like is, okay, so because after I watched this documentary, mm-hmm. I, again, I knew she died in a car accident. I didn't really know much about it. I knew there was some speculation as to yeah. how she died, why she died, if it was planned, if it was an accident. But I didn't know the amount of people that actually believe that this was a jo- like a planned operation. Yeah. So I went on YouTube and I was like watching random videos of Princess Diana and like pretty much there's so many comments of people saying that this was planned. What are your thoughts, Daniel? God, I don't know. Like I just, uh, I feel like, I mean, I don't feel like per se that it was planned, but also the, the, Mm. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say like, mm. yeah. How do they plan such a thing? That's another thing. It's exactly. like, it seems very far fetched. Yeah. Again, I don't know if you guys have any other insights. I know that they, the main, I guess the main like evidence, mm. a lot of people kept saying is that there are no cameras or no, there was like 11 cameras in that tunnel, mm. but like none of them like were facing the right way or yeah, yeah, like yeah. some of them were broken or something like that. Yeah. But I just feel like that's not really. No, but like, that's not like the thing is, Okay. I can see why some it people looks might fishy. exactly some people might jump onto it, but like let me mm-hmm. let me just tell you, okay? You know, like for example, <laughs> in the UK they have um, what's it called? They have CCTV cameras, right? Yes. And let me tell you, those never work when you want them to work, okay? <laughs> right. I was I had an incident that happened a long time ago when I was attacked at a bar, and <laughs> basically, oh my god. What? Oh, the Newcastle story. Yeah. Well, it was in, it was in Sunderland. So uh, ne- somebody punched S- Daniel in the face. Yeah, basically guys, uh, that's the short story. Good times. Good times. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, there were CCTV cameras outside of the nightclub and of course they weren't working. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. you know, just because there's cameras in a place, chances are a lot of them. And plus you remember like a lot of these like CCTV cameras and the same that would be, cause it wasn't, was it in Paris that she died? It was in Paris. A lot of these like things are state run, right? So, and we know how, how efficient governments are at keeping, you know, electronics (laughs) up to date and you know what I mean? Like, so so again, I I can see why people might be like, oh, I think that that's a conspiracy. Um, But at the same time, you have to think, well, maybe, maybe it could be that those cameras had just been broken at that time and they just haven't been replaced. They're old. How often is the government checking up on those like cameras? You know, how often do people need to look at Mm -hmm. them? Um, I think, I think for me, like what I think Princess Diana represents is a problem that kind of drove, start, not started, but like emph- like her era and further on emphasized the problem with paparazzi and the yes. issue of this kind of having these people, like masses of people. And it's like, okay, well, actually, does there need to be some sort of regulation against people taking photos of celebrities? And that's what I think started this whole, because then you have like these crazy paparazzi trends. And I yeah. think part of the reason, I mean, the reason why Princess Diana died is because of the popper something that happened with the paparazzi whether it was a conspiracy or not but like paparazzi were following her chasing her whatever it may be and you know 
that this accident happened, right? So right. if there was legislation in place against maybe certain forms of paparazzi or they're only allowed to take pictures in certain places, maybe that wouldn't have happened, you know? So I yeah. think for me, I think it's less of a conspiracy and more of a kind of warning that actually there needs to be some kind of rules put in place for these paparazzi because they're crazy. Like you yeah. always see stories of them and like they are breaking the law to get pictures of these people like and causing these people to get into accidents themselves. So are they breaking the law though? A lot of the time they're cutting lanes of traffic. They're doing crazy shit just to get that picture. Or like, for example, one, maybe some of them in some cases they're not breaking a law, but imagine how you would feel like in a situation you get out of your car to go into a grocery store to grab some stuff and you have 40 people with cameras following you into the grocery store, constantly taking pictures of you and then into your car. And then they, they chase you with their cars on either side. So it might not necessarily be breaking any laws, but I think it just kind of emphasizes that there needs to be something put in place to say, Hey, we can't be allowing people to do this to each other, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I I completely agree. I completely agree. I just, I'm just thinking of like, like, is it possible to actually have laws in place like that? Because, of course, like I, I would never want to be in that position. Like yeah. even just seeing the amount of paparazzi, I didn't even know it was that bad at that time. I feel like she was like this. She was a global superstar. Um, a, yeah. yeah. And like for some reason, people were obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just watching another little thing about her. And apparently like, yeah, once they, as, as, as long as they had her face on the cover of like a magazine, the sales would increase. So of course that's like the incentive yeah. to to basically stalk her Mm -hmm. essentially. I feel like, I mean, you could potentially put like stalker laws in place for paparazzi because you're basically stalking her. A lot of them, like, like there was one part of the documentary where they were saying that someone rented a like condo or something, some kind of building Mm -hmm. across from her building so that they could see inside her apartment. Yeah. That is stalker behavior. It's that crazy. Is not, but par- see, that should be illegal. Yeah, but part of the problem, Rose, is I agree with you, but part of the problem as well is that the magazines are printing those pictures. So at some point, maybe that there should be like, you're not allowed to print pictures of people that yes. you don't have their, um, what's it called? Consent. Cause you know how, like, for example, yes. even if you're like, if you're walking in the street and you happen to be like a movie being filmed there and you happen to be like in the background, you have to sign a consent form, right. To say, Oh, I consent to be in this. But they, they consider it a uh, public domain. Well, not if it's, it's legal to take, sorry, say that. I was going to say, not, not if she's in her apartment though, and they're taking pictures across the street. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah. That's, that should definitely be illegal. Yeah. But technically if you're outside in the public domain, mm-hmm. if somebody takes a picture of you, but I don't know. Here, are you allowed to sell that though? That's another That's thing. thing. Maybe they should you be could, allowed to take a picture of you. Exactly. You're allowed to take a picture of somebody, but you're not allowed to sell it and profit off of that person's picture. But I mean, apparently you are because that's what paparazzi apparently do. Apparently you are because that's how they make money. Yeah. I don't know. But again, like, yeah, I can see why in a public domain or a public space you can take pictures, but yeah, like then printing those pictures and making money off that person without their consent. Yeah, see, that's weird. That's weird. I don't know what I don't know what the legislation is around that and why that's allowed. I feel like they could probably come up with something that still protects other things. Yeah. Yeah. So you could be like, okay, if you are, uh, if you happen to be filming something and then someone happens to be in the background, then it's okay. Yeah. But if this person is the sole, you know, purpose of the shot, then you should not be able to sell that photo. Like it's ridiculous or have like a cap on how much, like, I don't know. Like, it's just so, I don't know. It just seems so 
crazy. It and does. these paparazzi, they have no soul, man. And like, they have no shame. Like, literally they no, have no shame. shame. They will follow you and follow you. And then, like, the celebrities will be like, can you stop following me? And they will continue to follow you yeah. and ask you questions, get you in accidents. Like, it's so fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that, I mean, conspiracy theory aside, mm-hmm. I do think that the reason that um, I, my, my, I guess, perception of her death is that uh, the paparazzi were following her. That's why the the car was speeding and then the car just lost control. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Again. I just feel like the conspiracy sounds a bit insane. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone has to be on in on it. Like it didn't even happen in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, so you'd have to have like French people in on it. Like <laughs> there's too it many. It seems like a huge conspiracy. Exactly. There was too many, too many things. But again, you know, like I guess if there was more evidence mm. to it or if there was something else, you know, maybe. then maybe. But like the fact of the matter is she was being chased by paparazzi and got into a car accident. So I think that could happen to anyone. And you can't just be like, well, that was a conspiracy. I don't know. It's Well, I mean, I think there's a few reasons why people do think that. So I do want to put a little bit of, you know, like people aren't just saying like, oh my gosh, she died. Therefore it was yeah, a conspiracy. True, 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 like yeah. there are obviously reasons. Like for example, the fact that she was obviously the, I guess the black sheep of the royal, royal family, family. Yeah. or like, yeah, like nobody liked her in the royal family. She obviously talked, she, and she was very open and honest yeah. about what happened in the royal family. Like she was like doing the tell all and everything. Mm. So it was already out there. But the thing is, I would understand if like she hadn't told the story yet and then she died, but it was all pretty much out there already. So I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was very interesting and very sad. And I cried. Poor Princess Diana. She seems like a lovely person. She does. She did a lot of like, part of the reason why so many people fell in love with her was all of her like humanitarian work. And, you know, she was considered like a princess of the people. Right. So that's why. Which a lot of people, especially at that time, Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a princess or a prince, they think that, you know, oh, they're above you. Yeah. And she seemed like someone that was very, you know, yeah, just like spending a lot of time with people that were in need. And there was like, I think one of her main things that she did was she visited an AIDS hospital. Yeah. And do you know about this story? Um, And then she like gave them hugs and stuff. Yeah. So this was at a time when everyone thought that you could get AIDS from like touching someone with AIDS. Mm. Right. So like people were afraid to, you know, even be close to somebody that has AIDS. So I guess a lot of these AIDS patients were isolated and nobody would visit them. Even their family wouldn't visit them because of this misconception that you could get AIDS just by touching them. And then she went in and she like, um, everyone was like, oh, is she going to wear gloves when she's like shaking everyone's hand? And she just shook everyone's hand without any gloves, Mm -hmm. like hugged people. And she like made a big like announcement saying like, you like, you can definitely, you know, hug them and shake their hand. Mm So, like, that's a huge thing, no, you know, for a princess to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. God damn, she'd be ahead of her times. And then I got into a rabbit hole of looking at, you know, Prince Harry and, like, how, you know, how Harry left the royal family, mm-hmm. kind of, partially. Yeah. And then and then I was all sad that I never got to marry Prince Harry. Oh, and God. <laughs> I, uh, what do you think, like, overall, what are your thoughts what? about the UK having... A royal family or oh, like a royal... overall, f- I think it's fucking dumb, yeah. dude. Like, it's fucking dumb. This needs to stop. Okay? I know. And like, I was, I was, again, I was just watching another thing about Princess Diana and I I realized that like, I guess in the 80s, beginning of the 80s, people were starting to kind of rebel against the whole yeah. concept of having, what is it called? Like a monarchy? Yeah, monarchy. Like, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because people were, you know, the standard of living is was very low at the time, I guess. It still and is. Instead, exactly, it still is. Yeah. And instead of, you know, I guess, taking care of, 
you know, the people mm. instead of the money going to programs that might benefit everybody else that doesn't have a lot. Yeah. You're spending all this money to continue this very old and bizarre tradition of having a, a queen and a fucking prince. It's crazy because like also they live, yeah. they, it's not like they're like live modest lifestyles either. Like they live bougie <laughs> yeah. lifestyles and a lot, very. yeah, a lot of the argument, like the thing that used to drive me crazy, cause I'm going to mm. be open and honest on this podcast. I know what you're going to say. I'm very, <laughs> uh, not for the, the British monarchy. Like I think it's again, archaic and okay. so, um, but what I was going to say is like my, my philosophy with the Royal family and the thing that like kind of irritates me is like mm-hmm. whenever this was brought up, people would say, Oh, but they bring so much tourism and everything else. Like that was the the main argument for it. And also they said like, you know, yes, they're a drain on some of the taxpayers dollars, but actually a lot of the um, monarchy's wealth is earned from not earned, but like, well earned from their um, assets that they have. So they, they own a lot of property, for example. So they collect rents and all that kind of stuff on it. And that's how they make their money. And like my argument and they're like, Oh, they do a lot of stuff for the, for the country. Like they travel and you know, they're figureheads or whatever else. But I think to myself, like okay I wouldn't have an issue with them if they were doing all this great work if they weren't also living this super bougie lifestyle that is mm-hmm. a, that is a drain on resources whether you want to say that it's directly coming out of taxpayers dollars or the fact is that, that the monarch which could be government entities eventually if they stripped out the monarchy they're sitting on millions of probably billions yeah. of dollars of assets that could be yeah. better distributed across the whole you know country so like Absolutely. And, and the the thing with tourism is like they, they sit on this argument, but it's never been proven otherwise. And I feel like because like, for example, like London has all these palaces and things like that, people are still going to go to those palaces, which we've seen in other countries that don't have their monarchy anymore. People still visit those landmarks because it's a symbolic thing of what happened. And anyway, people that go to London know they're not going to see the queen. They're not going to, you know what I mean? Absolutely. They'll, exactly. So that argument I feel like is flawed. And again, I wouldn't have such an issue with the mo- like a royal family or, or a country having a royal family if that royal family was like, you know, they didn't get such so much money and were like yeah. frivolously, or I don't know if that's the right word, but like spending yeah. the money doing like these fancy bougie cricket matches and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and yet, oh, and flying private jets everywhere on, yep. ta- on, on taxpayers' dollars, whether direct or indirect. And I'm like... absolutely. Then, then I wouldn't have an issue, but that's the way that it is. It's like they're living these extravagant lifestyles on taxpayers' money, whether it be their direct payments or the assets that they have. So I'm just like, ah, uh, I have a really Preach, tough. Daniel. I know I have a really tough time with the royal family. I really do. Like, and <laughs> honestly, no, I get it. And, the, and the, they need to get rid of it. Yeah, like I just don't. I just don't get what what is the need for it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is no need. Was there even? An, I mean, maybe at some point there was a need. Mm-hmm. Well, but you're right. Like the tourism argument is literal garbage yeah. because literally so many countries do not have fucking kings and queens and prince and princess, mm. and their tourism is absolutely fine. Exactly, still booming. That, and. Yeah, and and the idea that people would only go to the UK because of the monarch. you know the whole monarchy, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, who goes to the UK? And maybe like really old people, mm. but like no one goes to the UK thinking, oh, I'm gonna go because I want to go and visit the land of the Prince William and the mm. Prince Charles. Like, nobody thinks this. Yeah, and I bet you if they did a financial anal- uh, um, analysis, <laughs> analysis, and looked at the cost and maintenance of upkeep of all the key buildings that people would go uh-huh. to visit. And cut out the monarch, the royal family altogether. Uh, I bet you it would be more cost effective. And 
And wouldn't you be able to, because like now you can't really, you can't go into the Buckingham Palace, can mm, you? No. Once they cut the monarchy, they can make that a tourist destination and people can actually go in there like Versailles, for example. Versailles, exactly. is that the, yes. So they can go in there as a tourist, it's like a museum mm-hmm. and they can generate funds that way. Exactly. And like, there, it's just, it's just nonsense. Exactly. It's, it's just a way to preserve a tradition mm-hmm. and they no longer have any good reason to continue it. Exactly. But because people are comfortable with this idea, mm-hmm. they continue to do it. I, and because British people are very like tied to this fucking, you know, kings and queens they are and very, shit. This is the thing though too. <laughs> I think, I think it, it, back in the day they did serve some kind of purpose. Cause I think back in the day, the king and queen was like, uh, in, in some way was that it was the government of the time. Right. So right. that was what was representative of the government. But now we're saying, well, we're democracies. We live in a democratic mm. state. So what is the need for us to have a figurehead anymore? You know, because that's that true. There shouldn't be actually. Exactly. It's not like the figureheads elected. They're not a good representation of the people that live in the country. So, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. But. It's just the same family just passing down to their, you know, fucking, you know, millions of millions of pounds to their, and like, and like, t- to be fair, it's like if your country. Here's the thing: like, yes, they do go and do, I guess, charitable, you know, work, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they show up in events where people take pictures of them. Yeah. But really, like, what is that really contributing to, you know, the the wellness and and the li- lives of people? Mm-hmm. Instead, why don't you take that money and distribute it? in your country mm-hmm. where people are suffering and they don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of power. Exactly. There's, you know, they're unemployed. They're going through all kinds of shit. Put it into you back into the system instead of you spending that money doing some like PR stunt. Exactly. Cause like, I think, you know, especially cause like people also like, I think, because the UK in the past was such a wealthy, powerful country, there's like, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of wealth there, but like there, you know, just from also living there, there's also a lot of people there that are struggling, like more than people think. Yeah. A lot of people that are like barely making ends meet and everything else. And it's becoming an increasing problem. And it's like, you know, a lot of that money could be better diverted into social programs to help the country as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, you know, hosting a polo match at the, <laughs> at the Royal grounds, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I really, I, know. I really it's, struggle. It's messed up. Yeah. I know, uh, but don't, don't be shitting on Prince Harry. Okay. okay, okay he damn. left. He knew he's like, this is shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> damn. Anyways. So that was my little thing. Wow. We just went on a rant about the Royal family for a good few minutes. Oh, God damn. Well, you know, not again, nothing against these people. Mm-hmm. They were just born into it. Exactly. I'm sure that they're fine people. Um, maybe a little sketchy, but <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can't really blame these people. They're born into that and exactly. that's all they know. Exactly. But should the system collapse? Absolutely. <laughs> but this is the thing. I think, I think the, <laughs> maybe collapse is not the right yeah. word. Just get rid of this whole concept. Mm-hmm. The point of like, like again is like reevaluate these things and it's like, okay, well what is the yes. point of it? Cause it's interesting because like in other countries, like where you have, you know, prime ministers and, you know, presidents and stuff like, you know, there is lots of scrutiny around their spending, what they're doing, all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the Royal family just kind of doing whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it's not just, um, it's not just in the UK. I know there's a few other Royal families. I think there's the, there's like the King of Spain, for example. And I don't think that again, he lives a quite lavish lifestyle as well. And it's kind of like when but people, I think that's part of the point, right? Yeah. The part of the point is that you have to show this like, you know, lavish lifestyle as a part of the royal family. Mm. Like you have to act as though you are not, you know, the, a common citizen. I think that's why a lot of people liked Diana because she was the first one that kind of seemed like just a normal person. Yeah, like one with the people. Well, at the end of the day, they're all exactly. they're all 
everyone's this, like, we're all people, you know what I mean? They're all people, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, I think part of their shtick is to act as though they above. are above you yeah. because that's how people, in, you know, they, they look up to you. The whole point is that they mm. think that you're some kind of godly figure. God-given rights. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just messed up. Yeah. And maybe in our next generation, they'll get rid of this whole thing. Yeah. Who knows? But who knows? We'll see. We'll they see. Keep, they keep making sons and they keep trying to make them into kings. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. And the, and the, <laughs> and the British people are very, very uh, tied and yeah, to their, to their royal family. So, I mean, if, if things just... Well, I think it's going to change in the next, you know, in, in our generation and onwards. Mm. It's already becoming less and less. Yes, people are still into it to some extent. Mm-hmm. But when I watch the Princess Diana stuff... I realized that, like, yeah, people are kind of into it, but they were so invested during that time. Yeah, true, true, true. You know, in in, in the idea of, like, Prince uh, Charles getting married, everyone was like, oh, my God, finally he's getting married. Like, they were, like, invested in this family. Mm. And now people are like, yeah, they might care a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's as much as before. No, I definitely know when, like, for example, when... um Harry and Meghan got married. Like, it was a pretty big event, but I don't know if it was so... Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know if it was the same scale as Princess Diana, and I think... Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. And I think part- well, I think I think when Harry got married, it was also a scandal because she was also very much not uh, part of anything uh, of the royal family or like yeah. she wasn't she wasn't like a, you know, royal whatever. She was just like she was an actress. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she seemed like a more, you know, just an out of the blue person. Yeah. And and also because she was a person of color, she was mixed race. Oh, that's true. So that yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. big scandal. And, um, yeah. God damn. God damn. That'd and be she'd like, be hot as hell. Yeah. She God damn. is. Anyways. Oh my God. So that was going to be a short story, but mm. of course we rambled on for about 30 minutes. As we always do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shall we discuss the main story of today? Which is. <laughs> I know <laughs> what I it is, Rose. I was something? waiting for you to introduce it. Okay. So today guys, we're going to be talking about the breaking news. <gasps> it's not really breaking at this point. Mm. It's been a few days, yeah. but we've had a few days to soak it all in. Yeah. And the news is that Singapore became the first country to approve the sale of lab-grown meat, mm-hmm. also known as, I, th- I believe, cultured meat is another term to use. Okay, yeah, and cultured, basically, yeah. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's essentially, it's exactly how it sounds. It's lab-grown meat. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they take the cells of an actual, like, let's say chicken, for yeah. example, and then they grow that cell into you know, meat essentially, mm-hmm. uh, in a lab. So basically all you need are like the starting cells, I guess. And then once you, get, and then again, once you get those yeah. starting cells, do you ever have to get an animal again? Like, is it I just in the very like beginning? Don't. And then after I, that, it's, done. I don't know the details. Yeah. I don't know the details, but people are saying that they, you, you actually don't mm-hmm. uh, like once you have the, you know, the main cells. So once you get it once, I believe you don't have to, unless you fuck it up, right? Like there's obviously a chance of you fucking it up, but like, as long as you don't fuck it up, you can like continuously multiply those cells and continuously create meat that is made in a lab. So it, it's basically chicken. Like let's say it's chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing that they're selling in Singapore or they're going to sell in Singapore is going to be chicken, chicken nuggets, right? Lab grown chicken. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if it's chicken, it's literal like chicken meat, mm-hmm. but it's not from a dead animal, mm. which is like insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Daniel? I want to hear your thoughts on this whole thing. Uh, so I don't know. I, the thing is it kind of, it, and I don't know if this is just me, but like my personal uh-huh. view is like, I don't know. It, to me, it just seems a bit strange, not strange. Well, I guess a little bit like eating something that's been grown out of a Petri dish. Although mm-hmm. I do feel like a lot of the foods that we eat, they have some, you know, 
bacterial elements to them. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it, it kind of weirds me out a little bit. And partly why I think that is because like doing, producing meat in this way, cause this isn't like a meat substitute. This is like, well, I mean, it would technically be a meat, meat substitute, but this is meat, right? Like it's not yeah. like we're getting tofu or like, yeah. you know, soy or something that's trying to be meat. Like this is meat. And part of the reason, and I could be like off on a weird tangent here, but part of the reason why it kind of like, it weirds me out a little bit is only because like, it's hard when you start messing with cells, like to know with 100% accuracy, like what's, you know, what's going to happen. Like, and the reason I say this mm. is because like, I remember there was this really famous story when people were like obsessed with cloning things, right. They wanted to like be uh-huh. able to clone animals and like really like make a replica of something else. And I remember there was like this famous story and this was like years ago. So it could have changed by now, but it just like stuck with me where they had made a, um, genetic replica of a sheep and I can't even remember what, what, yes, what type of I sheep. Yes, I think I remember this. And then it kind of grew up, but then it didn't last very long. Like it ended up not having a full lifespan and like got really sick, the genetically modified sheep or whatever. So like it makes me a little bit like hesitant about this kind of like cell grown things. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Like I think as time goes on, maybe if this, this um, technology and things becomes more widespread and we understand it a bit better then I might be a bit more comfortable, but initially I'm just kind of a bit like, Ooh, I'm not sure. You know, have you read up on the arguments for it? Um, why do you think people would do this? Why do I think people would, would do make this would make cell grown meat? Well, I mean, the main one is like the same argument for like why people, not the same argument, but like, because you could mass produce without, without using the same amount of land. Like you could mass mass produce the meat (laughs) and you don't need animals. So you don't need to subject animals to the suffering. Yeah. Which is a huge, uh, argument to be made. Yeah. And I think I, I, I mean, yes, you're right that there might be some repercussions to uh, whatever we're doing. We're obviously messing with things that, you know, uh, maybe shouldn't be messed with. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But at the same time, my argument would be that what we're doing now in terms of factory farming, we're already genetically modifying shit. That's true. Yes, you're right. If we weren't already doing that, then it would be an argument to be made. But the problem is that we're already taking animals and genetically modifying them mm. to be, to grow faster yeah. to, you know, for example, like chickens, they grow like at a rate that is completely not natural at all mm-hmm. because they've been pumped in with hormones with growth hormones, yeah. and we keep, yes. And we keep them in tiny, tiny little cages. We keep these animals in horrific conditions. So I, to my opinion is that it's already, we are, we're already running this like Frankenstein experiment. It's just not, we just think it's normal because yeah. that's what's already been, it's, we're used to it. That's a good point so we actually. Know yeah, so we know that this is what already happens. But the reason why we think this is weird is because we're just not used to this concept. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the concept of uh, of factory farming, that's already a dystopian world that we live in. Yeah. So, so I think that, you know, if we're going to use technology, we're already using the technology to do these horrific things to these animals. Mm-hmm. If we're going to use science and technology, we might as well at least try to use it for something good. Yeah. For example, like, like lab-grown meat and... Um, uh, well, I think, I th- yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, I think obviously the biggest benefit, and like we said, is the fact of the matter. Well, one, obviously the ethical part of it, not having to kill animals anymore for, to, to get this, this product, uh, to get meat. But like the biggest thing is the amount of land 
that we'll be able to, mm-hmm. you remember um, in the David Attenborough documentary, how he said we need to reclaim the wild spaces. And yeah. if we start producing meat like this, then we can start doing that in, in a larger, yes. sc- in a large scale. Um, what do you think? Without killing animals. Exactly. I, I was thinking about this the, like today when we, we, cause like you had sent me this story and I was thinking uh-huh. about like, I wonder like, okay, let's say, like if you're in that industry, like if you're in the dairy industry or the meat industry and you can see all of these things coming in, wouldn't you as a business want to maybe adapt to <laughs> start, start doing some of that stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like this is a really good thing that could potentially shift the, yeah. the industry quite a lot. I mean, we've already seen this happen with dairy and with milk. Like we've seen this, like the soy and milk alternatives really coming in and like, making, yeah. making huge waves. Right. So, um, it'll be interesting. I, I think I didn't think, well, it. I think that if you're smart and well, it depends on the person. Yeah. Some people are very, they want to hold on to whatever is, you know, normal to them and whatever they, whatever they've already been doing. So those people will probably try to hold on to this idea of meat as long as possible. And, you know, like for example, the, the farmers that are, you know, currently breeding the animals right now, they probably think that their job is threatened and they'll probably petition and they'll probably do all kinds of things. Like they're already doing that with the milk products. For example, they're trying to fight against calling almond milk milk. They're trying to, you know, they're they're doing all these campaigns to try to prove their innocence that dairy cows are somehow treated nicely or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So they're already doing these things. But then there are certain people that are more forward thinking and they switch their operations. Like they'll be like, oh, actually I, you know, I found out different information and now I'm going to switch to, you know, maybe producing mm-hmm. just, you know, vegetables in my, you know, cr- uh, before it was a dairy farm and now yeah. I'm going to make, you know, almond milk or whatever it is. Yeah. So it depends on the person and True, whether yeah, or yeah. not you're willing to accept that the world is going to change and it's going to evolve. Mm. Um, I do think a lot of farmers are going to have a problem with this though, if this is going to become a... Uh, kind of a global thing. Yeah. The interesting thing too is I, I don't know if, if I'm talking off base here, but I always hear about these like subsidies for farmers. So I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of the farm, a lot of the farming industry is already like in a lot of countries is heavily subsidized by the government. Mm-hmm. So like it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's so interesting that like, you know, again, we're like living in these like capitalistic countries yet a lot yeah. of uh, like industries like that are being so heavily subsidized by our governments. So, yeah. you know, you it's because w- the, the meat producers are in bed with the government. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why it's always so hard to push anything that's anti-meat or anti-dairy because these, these industries are so powerful yeah. and they have a lot of money in government. So they, you know, the legislation is all about, you know, protecting these industries. Mm-hmm. So, but- but I yeah. think again, as this, as we see more and more of this stuff and this like swing in consumer spending, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, obviously the, you know, uh, money is power and, uh, yes. as, as more and more people switch to these alternatives, hopefully some of that yes. power will shift a bit, you know? So yeah. would you eat it, Daniel? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel really. Like I, yeah, I don't know if I, well, I might, I, I don't know. I just haven't eaten meat for so long and I, yeah. I feel like. I feel like the reasons why I don't eat meat, this kind of addresses them in many ways. Do you know what I mean? Like part of the reason why I don't eat meat is obviously the environmental impact and also that ethical side. So if those two are addressed, then I don't know if I'd have such a problem eating it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I would just because it's been so long, Mm -hmm. like you said, and I don't feel the need. Yeah. 
But I did say if they came up with this for fish, I might eat that. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was meat, I like, I'm totally fine with not eating it. Mm-hmm. And also the idea of it kind of grow like idea of meat just in general grosses me out, not because it's like cell produced yeah. or whatever, cell uh, grown. Yeah. Um, cultured. But I would definitely, <laughs> yes, cultured. cultured. I would definitely uh, encourage other people to eat it mm-hmm. because, um, you know, it, it it's for people that already eat meat still, that mm-hmm. still eat meat but they want to maybe, you know, care about the environment and the animals, but they have a hard time giving it up. Yeah. I think that is, you know, a lot of people actually. And so if that fixes that problem, but my issue, I guess, I guess my only issue with current people that are already vegan or vegetarian eating this stuff, like for example, let's say um, we decided to try this cell grown chicken, which I don't think we would, but like, let's say we did. Yeah. Um, I think my main issue is that, I thought about this and I thought it seems harmless, but I do think it could be a slippery slope mm-hmm. to, cause like once we start eating, cause we're not used to eating it anymore. So we don't have a taste for it now, mm-hmm. but once we start introducing this like cell grown meat into our diet, mm-hmm. then we might actually start wanting or craving meat yeah. just in general. So that's the t- kind of dangerous game that I don't think I want to play. Yeah. Um, because I'm fine without it. But once you start like reintroducing something like that, mm-hmm. and also we can also talk about, you know, the health impact of, you know, eating it. And yeah. obviously there's a, a health argument to be made, which is obviously very powerful as well. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, my, my main, I guess, uh, hesitancy with pushing it to anyone other than people that already eat meat would be that it's a slippery slope back to a meat eating diet, yeah. which I don't want. Which also it's interesting. Yeah. I think, I think, you're right. Like this product would be really good for those people that do really like, you know, they say, you know, are concerned about the environment and other things, but uh-huh. you know, they can't, they can't take that step for whatever reason to, to not eat meat anymore. Um, it's so funny cause meat's one of those things where people are like, they're so easy to turn a blind eye to it. Do you know what I mean? Like they might, yeah. they might recycle and be so good at all this stuff. But as soon as you start talking to them about like meat and that kind of stuff, they're like, Oh, don't tell me about that. I don't want to know. Like yeah. I kind of know already, but, but this is a really great product for those people. So, you know, if I was a, if I was a farmer, I would really consider, <laughs> I would look at what's going on. I wonder how on. easy it is. Yeah. Like, I wonder how easy it is to, do this. Like I'm like actually like I'm mind blown that this actually happened because I remember when they first started talking about it, this was like a few years ago. I think I was still in the UK. It was, it was when we were were in the UK. I remember them talking about it. Oh, you remember this. Okay. So they were talking about this and I was like, Oh my God, like it seems crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. So now, I mean, of course time goes by so fast and now we're here Mm -hmm. and now it's like actually you know, available or almost going to be available. Yeah. It's crazy because like, I, yeah, but then you have to also think, okay, how, yeah, how easy is it again? And, but also, mm-hmm. uh, and right now, how expensive is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, well, apparently, well, I was reading up on this cause mm-hmm. I, that was my main question because I thought, is it going to cost like a hundred dollars for like one nugget? Yeah. But I read that it's going to be cost. It's going to be priced at the premium. No, it's going to be priced the same as premium chicken. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much premium chicken costs, but that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe premium chicken is like more like organic or whatever, you know, like yeah, organic that's, veg. That's my guess. So it'll be a bit more expensive, like, but. But it's not like insane, which yeah. I was very surprised because I thought as, especially the initial stage of mm. like, you know, releasing this product, I thought, oh my God, they're going to price it like really high. And then eventually, you know, more people are going to make it and then it's going to, you know, bring down the cost. But initially already they're charging it at, I think 
what seems like a relatively, you know, reasonable mm. price. So that's exciting. So that means no, that they can probably get the pr- the cost down lower. That's my guess. Yeah. Imagine if we could just have like a world full of like these, you know, fact like what labs that are just growing <laughs> yeah. meat. That could be the future, Daniel. That could be the future. And then we could like literally <laughs> like cut our land use in Abol- half. Yes. And, and abolish could, factory farming. Yes. And we could start, you know, replanting our forests and like so much good yes. shit would happen. Oh my God. I know. So this is, I don't know. To me, this sounds mm-hmm. like a very exciting, you know, mm-hmm. thing that's happening. And I'm hoping that this will catch on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like fully on board. You know, what I'm you, fully on board. Yeah, me too. You know what? Um, actually. Oh, you I've your, changed your mind. <laughs> Well, I was, I wasn't just like, I was like on the fence about it already. I just, the only thing Uh I thought was like a bit weird, but then I thought actually you make a really valid point about how we're already Mm -hmm. pumping meat with full of hormones and all kinds of disgusting things. So actually, you know, what's the difference, not what's the difference, but like growing it in a lab is not actually that far fetched. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, do you have your phone with you? Yes. Why? Because, um, I put the question out to our audience, just like asking them what they thought oh, about yeah. it. And you should see what I their comments were in our story. Oh shit. We were going to do this. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. Okay. We might not be able to get to whatever other stories. Was there another story, Daniel? There was another one. Oh, you we'll, wanted to we'll, rant. We, well, I'll, I can save my rant for, for next okay, podcast. Next so guys, episode, next because podcast, we got to go through these. Exactly. <laughs> next, next podcast. I'll talk about tickets and refunds and the bane of my Daniel life. went through some, <laughs> 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 oh, Daniel. Okay, yeah. hold on. Let me get to... Okay, why don't you go to... Do you have I, your phone with you? My phone's oh, okay, okay. recording. No, but I had... I also, like, I put out a story on mine. Why, uh, did you get some controversial opinions, Daniel? No, just people... A lot of people were like, oh... Well, a lot of people were saying that they wouldn't... As a vegan, they wouldn't eat it, but they might feed it to their pets. Yes. That I was a that really popular the, one. Yes. Oh, I loved that one. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I had some people saying that um, they wouldn't eat it themselves, but it would be used for them as pet food. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. fucking genius. They could definitely do this because, you know, a lot of vegans have pets that, you know, can't be vegan. Okay. Exactly. And the whole idea of like pets being vegan is very controversial to begin with, especially with cats. Like they say cats are obligate carnivores. Mm. So if you could do this and feed it to like your cat, like that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Hold on. Let me get this goddamn. Oh, goddamn. This be stressful as all hail. Is it stressful as all hail, Rose? Yeah. yeah. I need to find the story of which I asked people because I got a lot of responses. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think the consensus uh, amongst vegans amongst vegans is that they wouldn't eat it themselves. Mm -hmm. But oh, I found it. But they would definitely uh, support the idea. Okay, so let me see here. So some people said it would be great thing for the animals. Um, someone said I would eat lab-grown fish. Uh, someone said, um, what the fuck? I don't know if this is a troll, but it said, <laughs> I heard they are coming out with some kind of meat made from humans. <laughs> what? That sounds like a troll. Yeah, that's a troll. Um, it is smart, but you would never know if you are actually being lied to if it is harmed or not, as in, I think she's saying like, like is it there factory could be farming? still, she's saying that we could still, they could still be harming. Um, like you wouldn't know if it's actually lab grown or not. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's what she's saying. Can we just, that's true. Can we just take a second though, to just redress that freaking comment from before? 
Just Which because, one? just because someone's talking about growing um, animal <laughs> lab meat, what does that have to do with people being carnivorous and growing like people like meat from people? Like, what is wrong with people? Oh, Seriously, I don't understand. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm oh, sorry if I'm God. coming across as a dick, but I'm like, okay. Like, it would make sense if again, like bring a, a question or an argument that actually is relevant to the conversation. When did, were we ever talking about cannibalism? Like, please. Maybe she heard that they were going to start doing it to human meat. But who's eating human meat? I don't know. Some cultures, maybe. Really? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? It's called Alive. It's like a, it's about, it's a, it's a true story mm-hmm. based on, um, it's a movie based on a true story. And it's about this like rugby team that, uh, got stuck in the Andes. Like they had a plane crash and they got stuck in the Andes and then they had to survive. And it's like actually based on a true story and they had to eat, uh, human meat to survive. Oh God. Would you do that, Daniel, to survive? Oh God. I but mean, they didn't kill the humans. Like they, they, they ate the meat of the humans that, that were already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Would you do that to uh, not starve? I mean, if you're if it's a life or death situation and that's your only yes. option, I guess I have to. Oh God! Oh, oh like God. it would be disgusting. Oh I like <laughs> it wouldn't be my first choice, Rosen. Hopefully, we're never in that yeah. situation. God oh damn! God, I hope I hope not. Well, okay. So someone else said, "Weird science experiment would rather stick to vegan whole foods." Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone else said all for anything that helps people transition away from actual meat. So yeah, that, I think that is the consensus. Yeah. Um, oh, and then someone wrote, we don't need to eat meat period. I think it's unhealthy and unnecessary to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I have to say to that. I don't care if it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to still eat it. Exactly. So I would rather increase the land, you know, our, our land mass yeah. and also decrease animal suffering. So if you want to be unhealthy and eat meat, I would rather you eat lab grown meat. So it's not about you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Well, and, like and it's not is, about you. Exactly. And this is the thing. So many people now like globally have become so ingrained with eating meat. Right. So actually mm-hmm. this is a perfect alternative for those people because you're right. Exactly. Like these people can have their cake and eat it too. As the expression, you know, they mm-hmm. can still enjoy meat that they like to eat all the time, but they're doing it in a, actually in a sustainable, more sustainable way um, and in a way in which we can actually maybe start addressing some of the the climate challenges that we're having on our planet and also some of the ethical concerns, you know? So actually it's kind of a win-win to be honest. Um, It is a mm win-win. I really hope this takes off. Someone actually wrote, this is interesting, uh, would love for people to switch, but still worried that it it enforces the we need meat narrative, Mm -hmm. which I kind of agree. Uh, to some extent, I think that's a kind of like iffy part mm. because a lot of people say like, you know what, we don't want to push this idea that like meat is absolutely necessary for our diets. Yeah. So that's the kind of difficult part when you kind of make these like smaller transitions, mm. not necessarily like telling people go vegan. And I, I, but again, like I'm, I'm for the believer of like smaller steps yeah. and steps toward the right direction. Yeah. And I, 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 the thing is like where I'm kind of like, I, I get where that person's coming from and I get that sentiment, but at the same time, we like, you know, we're seeing from more and more documentaries, we're getting to this point globally of almost no return when it comes to climate change yes. and things. So from that mm-hmm. perspective, I think the sooner we can get some sort of alternative or something that can appease the masses, because let's face it, majority of people are still eating meat. Um, mm-hmm. If we can get something like this that can come into the market and just like, you know, shatter the need for factory farms. I'm all for that, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know it does suck because it is reinforcing that narrative, but we can't really afford to, you know, worry. I mean, 
not worry about well, that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like that narrative isn't already prevalent amongst the majority of the population. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, you're right that we should maybe push to, we should still push the idea of plant-based living. Exactly. I think. But the fact of the matter is we have 90, like 90 something percent, 99% of the population still eating meat. Mm-hmm. And it's still the majority consensus that this is needed in our diet or that people don't want to give it up. Exactly. So it's, it's a long way to fucking go. Exactly. So if we can, yeah, if we can find a way to at least shortcut it a little bit. Exactly. Or just then we like, can, exactly shortcut the, like mm-hmm. the big damage, both like ethically, but environmentally, the damages that we're doing, combat yeah. that to a huge degree, then, you know, we can start looking at trying to change that narrative. But if we can have yeah. those wins before that, I think, you know what? I'm all for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see what else. A step towards getting rid of factory farming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, dubious. More processed foods our bodies don't need. No thanks. Again, you don't need to eat it. Yeah. But let's support it. That's my opinion. Yeah. But like it's it's about the, you know, bigger than your health. I think that's that's the point. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Knowing myself would be hesitant and controversial at first, but then probably try it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, you don't need to try it guys. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. I think that it's good for people that like can't live without it. But anyways, Mm -hmm. Oh oh my God, there's like a lot. God damn. These comments. There's there's so many. Oh my God, Rose. There's so many. Let me see our podcast comments. We'll have like three. (laughs) 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 No, but we still have a few. So, uh huh. We definitely had it because I put it in the story, Roses. God damn. Well, I don't know why you put it in the story after I already put it in my story, Daniels. You trying to override my story? Mm-hmm. You trying to copy my story? Trying to steal your Is that fa- what you're trying to trying do? Trying to steal your fans. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Let's see. When did you, you post this shit? Oh, yeah. You posted it here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think it's a good option. I think it is a good option, mm-hmm. but for people won't be for it because it's not natural. So yes, mm. I think that's going to be the main argument against it. Yeah, is that it's not natural, so therefore. But I think my my argument kind of you know. I think your argument trumps it. Address that was, the point. That was initially my concern as well. Yes, because I wasn't thinking about the process of the factory farms at the moment, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, oh, it doesn't seem natural. It's a bit weird. Like, but yeah. then when you think about it, you're like, well, hang on a second. The way that we're growing like chickens and all this stuff with uh-huh. growth hormones and as pumped with antibiotics, that's not normal either or natural. So yeah. And like, think about all the food that we see in our grocery store, all mm-hmm. the junk food, all the, again, no one's saying that it's healthy, but like, yeah. we already eat a very unnatural diet, follow a very unnatural, you know, way of living. Exactly. So, uh, again, we're sat here inside our houses with our laptops, our mics. recording shit exactly. on our mics. <laughs> None of this is natural. Mm-hmm. So the natural argument just is not, it doesn't a good work argument. anymore. We're not, we're not hunter gatherers running out in the woods anymore. So Yeah. Everything that we do isn't mm-hmm. natural. Like we're yeah. wearing clothes, like yeah. you know, different types of clothes every day. That's not natural. Like, yeah. God damn. And then someone wrote, "It's a step in the right direction for moral eating, but a, mm-hmm. but I fear a form of captivity may still exist." Mm. I think that is. I think everyone's kind of concerned, but I guess it's still a it's still a step in the right direction. Exactly. So I think we need to uh, again. But I I just feel like once they get the cells once, like you don't need to get it again. Yeah, but we don't right? we don't know the full process of how it works. So right. it could be that. Would, would a scientist like to share? Exactly. Do we have any scientist <laughs> listeners of the podcast? Could you please uh, <laughs> let us know? Oh God, it it must fucking like if we have a scientist listener, they must fucking we must make their heads explode every time we try to like talk about something scientific. I think we do okay, Rose. Are you sure? 
Maybe not. I don't know. This is a really interesting debate though. Like I kind of like, uh-huh. it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I'm like excited. Cause you're right. Like I remember hearing about potentially lab grown meat. It was a steak. Mm-hmm. I recall it being a steak when we were in London, someone was talking about a lab grown steak. Yeah. And it, it was, was like beef. Yeah. It was yeah. something beefy. And I remember thinking like, Oh, that's really interesting. Um, uh-huh. But I didn't think it went anywhere because it was too expensive to pro- to mass produce. Yes. So that was one of the yes. like holdbacks. But it seems like this company called, I think it's called Eat Just. It's just, yeah. So it's the same company that makes just, well, I think they used to be called Hampton Creek, but I guess they changed their name. I'm not sure. Mm. But they made, um, they used to make, well, they still make, I guess, just mayo. So they have like mm-hmm. a vegan mayo. And they also make a, uh, a an egg substitute. It's called Just Egg. Okay. And they don't sell it here in Canada. Fuck mm-hmm. our lives. Of course not. Um, but it's like a jar of like um, like vegan egg. Mm. And, and now they are, they're very like innovative in terms of like this kind of technology. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess they're, you know, experimenting with making uh, fake chicken. Mm. Or not fake chicken, real chicken. Real but chicken. Fake, but not from a chicken. It's so weird. What a fucking weird world I we know. live in. It's this like, is, we did the shit to ourselves, yo. Well, exactly. Okay? But this the fucking damage is done. This actually, I'm going to tell you, you know how on the previous episode of this podcast, um, we were talking about the David Attenborough documentary and I was feeling very negative. Um, uh, not the previous episode. One of the previous episodes. Daniel, uh, yeah, let's not talk that proper previous, English. Thank one you. One of the previous. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I said one of the previous. Okay. No, you said the previous episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see in the edits who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, you're gonna like you're gonna like edit in you saying one of. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that easily. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, I was thinking part of the things, part of the problem was like there were so many changes that we needed to make that I just didn't see society as a whole mm. making an order for us to get to a better place environmentally. But with yeah. stuff like this, the reason why it really like strikes a nerve with me, like even talking about this, it's making me feel a bit more positive is the fact that this kind of product isn't asking people to change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, not, we're not asking them to change their habits. So that's an easy way. Well, I think people are going to still think it's, it's asking yeah. them to change. Yeah, they are. But I mean, like overall, it's not like yeah. you're not. Will like, they actually know? Will they know if the meat that they're buying in the mm-hmm. store is lab grown or not? Well, and, and do they have to put that in the packaging? Could they just package it yeah. as chicken? Say premium chicken grown in a And then <laughs> small print. You know, they always have the little yeah. small. Have a small print right at the exactly. bottom grown in a lab. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's the only way to be sustainable. But I guess mm-hmm. my problem is that um, even though we know the solutions, even with in terms of like climate change, some of the solutions anyways, we're still not really making those changes. So that's my concern. Yeah. And my concern is the corruption up top of uh, the, you know, the government, mm. meat and dairy, and how, you know, they're probably going to fight fucking... Oh, they are going to... the term? Like, they are going to fight. Tooth and nail. They are going to yes, fight tooth, tooth and, nail. and nail against yes. this. They're going to be like... This is the issue. Like, I'm sure they're already... They probably have some things already in the works about how to somehow yeah. overturn this. They'll definitely pick... Uh, they'll p- definitely use the the natural message yeah they'll be like oh look at this cow mm. on this field eating the grass yeah this is our beef yes but when you buy you know this lab grown meat this will be what you get and it'll be like a fucking disgusting like petri dish yeah <laughs> that's exactly what they're gonna do that's they're gonna market it like that they're gonna like yeah. do commercials it's like i was telling you about how um there's a commercial right now for a fast food chain in calgary uh, canada a and w yeah and they <laughs> basically like show that they're, they're talking to the dairy farmers and whatever the farmers. And they're like, this field is where all of our cows graze and we only produce sustainably uh, sourced beef. 
Um, but I'm like, that's and not. You're like, uh, that's an oxymoron, yeah. bitch. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. So it's not possible. God and like, damn. how do we even know, bitch? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we even? And like, yeah, right. They're all on the field. You're going to feed all your fast food chains with the beef from organically raised farms. Well, just think about it. Really? Think about a fast food chain and how many burgers they go through a day. And how cheap it, like, it's not expensive. No, so. And usually grass fed shit is like expensive. Mm-hmm. So just from that alone, they're not going to yeah. be able to produce enough cows that way to sustain or not to sustain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to even source enough food or beef for the burgers that the fast food chains are using. So. Yeah. Like. I know. Ah. It's fucked up, yo. I know the world. But I mean, I thought that was like one piece of positive news no, out of like, the many, many pieces of negative news. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. So, like, I really like this yeah. is a positive story in my in my eyes. You know, should we go to Singapore and start getting people to eat the chicken? We won't eat it, but we'll get people and we'll promote sample it. Sample out the chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, I want to go to I want to go to Asia next year. So, oh my god, I know, right? I'm thinking uh, I'm going to go. Apparently, somewhere. Singapore has really good vegan food. Really. Yeah, someone commented. Well, I don't remember because uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I, I lived in Singapore for uh, four or five months mm-hmm. back right before I went plant-based or mostly plant-based. Yeah. So when I was in Singapore, I was not vegan at all. I was a full-on meat eater. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't remember. Obviously, at that time, when you're not a vegan or a vegetarian, you don't look for those of options. Of course. You so wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what I, ba- I backpacked mm-hmm. through that whole area, Singapore, Vietnam, all those mm-hmm. places. Like, again, I was eating meat all the time. So yeah. I didn't even notice, but apparently in Vietnam as well, there's also some good, I heard that too. Yeah. So I want to go mm-hmm. imagine the delicious Vietnamese <sighs> vegan food. Ooh. I would die. And Thai. It's so good. And yes. oh, just so Thai, many. I don't know. I wonder if Thai would be, um, in, in Thailand, I wonder if they would have lots of vegan options. Cause I know they use a lot of fish sauce. Yeah. And they also use, um, fish paste, I think as well, or, te- mm-hmm. or, or shrimp paste or mm-hmm. something in a lot of their curries. So mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a tough one. But if they did, Oh my God, I oh love my God, Thai, Thai food. food. So good. Oh, honestly, so good. I was, I was telling people, I was like, Asian food is actually really easy to veganize. You just have, you just have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually very easy. Yeah. Cause a lot, like all those cuisines. Yeah. Cause a lot of the flavors will still come through without having that. Exactly. Um, it's all from, you know, plants. Exactly. Because like, for example, there's like a really good place here in Calgary, Hearts Choices, that does um, Thai food. And when I first got here for my quarantine, my parents got me a bunch of these like ready meals kind of. And they were different mm-hmm. Thai curries. One was green, one was red. <gasps> oh, they so were good. amazing and all vegan. So like you yeah. don't need to have that ingredient in there to make it so that it's not delicious, you know? It's because my theory is that these countries, um, they were, you know, like developing countries and they didn't have like the resources to have like a piece of steak for every meal. Like Mm. meat was very expensive back in the day before all the subsidies started coming in and factory farming and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So traditionally the food in these like more so developing countries, even Korea Mm -hmm. are plant-based because they just had to be. So that's why they were very innovative with the, you know, what they had. So that's why Vietnamese food, Thai food, um, Korean food, all of that is really, you know, can be very heavily plant-based traditionally. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. interesting. God damn. Now I want to eat. I had I dinner already. Now I'd be hungry. God you got me damn. craving some Thai. God damn, Rose. I want some Thai food. Well, I guess we're going to have to, you know, when we do go to Asia, we're going to have to do that, uh, a vegan food tour, you know? 
different countries. Are we gonna Are we gonna pitch it to Netflix? I think we should. Yeah, people. People. We need like, to hire a photographer, a videographer. Yeah, I mean. someone that will. Fold. Well, I'm sure if we could talk to Netflix, they might get them to to <laughs> sort it out, and we'll just be the faces of the of the project, you know. And oh, uh, so you want Netflix to fund the project as mm-hmm. well? They gonna produce Not it. They gonna the- they gonna okay. fund <laughs> it. They gonna provide the videographer, and we gonna be the Who faces. Who do you think I am, Princess Diana? <laughs> God damn. Um, what were people saying about our little, uh, you know, they were potential s- new career opportunity? Everyone was like, in the well, a few people in the comments were like, <laughs> yes, you guys should definitely do it. Vegan travel show would be amazing. Um, well, we would be so fucking entertaining. It would be good. It would be really, yeah. really fun. So, And like collectively, both of us, we can eat for four. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fucking honest. Well, I mean, if we do do it and if we get sponsored for some kind of uh, traveling TV We're going to have to show, do a half marathon every every week well, exa- just to burn it all It off. can only go for a certain, you know, like the season has to be filmed like in a short period of time because then I'll need to like work out for the rest of the year to like, you know, because of the amount of food that we're, we're gonna eating. Be- we're going to be like, you know, one of those actors that gain weight for a role and then they have to like slim down for another oh role. Oh God, so bad. Oh, like Renee Zellweger, like that, that woman has mm. like switched sizes more than like fucking, I don't even know. I know. Anyways, Crazy. that must be bad on your body. Oh, it's definitely not good. Your body is like, cause our mm-hmm. bodies always want to be in a state of equilibrium. Right. So mm-hmm. like if you, um, are gaining and losing so much weight, your body just like doesn't you know, it's just not good for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It gets crazy. But, you know, once in a while, if we're going to travel and we're going to make a lot of monies from mm-hmm. the Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, guys, keep, keep well, an eye your, out. Yeah. <laughs> in the next five years, guys, we'll be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I put it out there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on my vision board. Throw it board. out into the atmosphere. I think that's good. Yes. And yes. I'm going happen. to manifest mm-hmm. this. Every morning, I will visualize and actualize. <laughs> I wonder how we'd even go about doing that. Like, I wonder if we'd have to, like... I literally don't know. Me neither. I think you'd have to know somebody. Like, it's all about who you know. That's true. You'd have to have, like, You gotta know the right people. Yeah. And I have no... I don't fucking know the right people. Mm. This is my problem. Well, and I feel you like... I, mean? I feel like we'd have to be in LA and, like, it becomes more... You know what I mean? Exactly. So, we oh. need to make the... You need to, like, schmooze, you know? You need to, like... Uh, and I'm so not a schmoozer. I'm not either. That, like... I feel like you're a schmoozer. I'm not a schmoozer. I hate... You're not a schmoozer. I you're hate more small like, talk. Um, you're very friendly. Are you joking? You are like the <laughs> king of small talk. Every time... Guys, little known fact about <laughs> Daniel is like every time we're like out maybe eating dinner or like going out with, I don't know, buying stuff, he will make conversation with everybody. And it's it's not a bad thing. It's actually very cute. <laughs> And you're very much like a dad. He he's like a dad. Like he'll like make a full conversation with the witch. I'm like I don't want to talk to anybody. You know I'm friendly enough. I'm like one of those people. I'll be very friendly, but I don't really want to have a conversation. Mm. Whereas Daniel will have a full on conversation with everyone and like tell them the life story. You absolutely do. Really? Absolutely. Next time I'm gonna record you doing this (laughs) because it happens all the time. Every time we're at a store, I'm just buying like a fucking piece of gum, Mm -hmm. and Daniel's like, oh. So like, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, this thing happened and this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's God. It's very cute, Daniel. I am such a, I'm like going to be no. one of those dads. Am I? S- but this is why people love you because my, you're very friendly true, and I'm just the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just want to get out of here. I'll okay, be like, bye. I'll be like chatting up a storm with people and Rose like, Daniel, mm-hmm. let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave. What's going on? Sometimes I'm like, oh God, Daniel, do you have to have a conversation with everyone? <laughs> I didn't think I was that bad. I thought I it was like. Quite I didn't know you didn't know about. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> well, self awareness has left the chat. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Well, now you know, Daniel. 
But it's fine. Once again, this is why people love you, and this is why uh, you made a very good uh, waiter. Mm, I did. Back when you were a waiter, a really good waiter. Mm -hmm. So, because you probably made everyone feel very, uh, you know, welcome, Mm -hmm. and you probably made everyone feel very important. I did. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, here are your drinks, folks. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Don't forget to tip me. Bye. Don't (laughs) don't want to have a conversation. (laughs) Tip your waitress. Um, oh goddamn! Goddamn! Well, I, I guess we won't have time to talk. We'll, we'll talk next time, next episode about well, that. I, I'm assuming you want a full episode to rant. I well, it's not gonna be a full episode of rant. Was there another story? Yeah, there was. But oh no, we can, we can mention this, guys. Sorry if this episode is too long, but oh, you know we damn. can do another ten minutes. Okay. It won't be that long. Okay. This last well, story because I feel like there's a lot of stuff involved, and what do you mean with the with the with the prime the the politician? Yeah. Okay. Well, is no, there a lot? No, we'll just talk about it really quickly. Okay. I'm a break- we talk very fast, Daniel. I'm going to break it down. Okay, break okay. it down. So <laughs> apparently, so this happened just like last week. I think it was like December 2nd or something. Um, a former European parliament lawmaker from Hungary, he's resigned from his country's ruling party on Wednesday. So that was just this Wednesday that just passed. Um, after being swept up in a scandal uh, involving what media reports called an orgy that police in Brussels broke up last week amid Belgium's coronavirus lockdown. So the reason... Oh, that's why, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. (gasps) So apparently the reason... I was thinking, I was like, why is that illegal to have an orgy? Well, it's not. I guess it's, well, you know. It's illegal during COVID. Exactly. So not only is he breaking COVID legislation, he's also engaging in, and it was an all-men orgy. So the reason Um, why this is a scandal, Daniel, is... Because this guy is a member of, I'm not going to say this wrong, but Hungary's ultra-conservative Fidesz Fidesz party, um, which basically they've been putting in all kinds of like, um, you know, limiting LGBT rights. Um, They, what else did they say? They're just like very conservative in their ideology. So like passing laws, they're very much about the church, very much about, you know, the traditional family values, um, all of this stuff. Like they're like, yeah, super, super um, uh, conservative. And like, I hate. And he was also vocally anti-LGBT. Yes, as yes. part of this party, he was also very, very vocal about this and was like, you know, very much, oh, you know, the family values, it should be a man and a woman yep. and, you know, not. And this is what blows my mind because like, I, <laughs> yeah. I get that he was like closeted, obviously, or maybe uh-huh. he was, I don't know, bisexual or he's whatever. He's 100% extremely closeted. Exactly. Uh-huh. Continue. But then what I don't get is why then did you have to. Like, because it's a defense mechanism, Daniel. This yeah. happen- This is like a pattern. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually like it's it's a very interesting. Like someone needs to study this in terms of human behavior. Yeah. But this happens all the time. We always see some like politician. Usually it's a politician, mm-hmm. and they like you know they talk all the shit about how like you know being gay is immoral. Mm-hmm. Like blah 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 blah. All this stuff. Oh, it's always a politician or a religious person. Yes. So one or the one or the. One or the other. And they like go on and on because it's like a defense mechanism because maybe they were expected to behave a certain way. Yeah. And in ter- and in terms of they can't, how do I say? They can't like make peace with the fact that mm-hmm. they, they are potentially gay. So instead they like maybe lash out in this other mm-hmm. way of being completely anti. And, and this happened, like there are so many stories this is like true. this. And maybe part of the reason why they do that though as well is because they're like nervous that they're going to get found out. So they're like, well, exactly. I, need to, I need to be so anti-gay that nobody exactly. thinks that I'm actually gay. That's why when someone acts and says really homophobic stuff, mm-hmm. honestly, my biggest question is, 
is he fucking gay? Exactly. Like seriously. I never got this. Like why? Cause like I've been pretty, pretty fortunate in my life. Like I've never really had too many people like really lash exactly. out to me. I've had a few instances, but you know, nothing that crazy, but, um, yeah, whenever I, whenever you hear of people that are so anti like gay or whatever, you know, or like, you know, it does make you wonder like, what is the, why is this an issue to you? Like, why are you so involved yeah. and so exactly. concerned about what somebody else is doing when they're not doing it to you? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you yes. that uncomfortable? They're with insecure. Your, exactly. You're, exactly. Are you that insecure with your own sexuality that this is an issue? You know what I mean? So the f- it's like when Ben Shapiro goes on a rant about manly men, I'm mm-hmm. like, mm. Well. Are you uh, is, are you projecting here? Okay. <laughs> you project, it's like a manly a man would not be threatened by a man wearing a dress. They would just be like, "Oh, it's a man wearing a dress." Exactly. This like, is, why are you so invested? Exactly. It's because they have this like insecurity, and mm. in a way, I feel very bad for these people because 100. They, you know, maybe they grew up in a very traditional household. Mm. Maybe they were taught to hate gay people maybe yeah like maybe like from an early age their parents were like oh if you're gay you're disgusting so they you know thought okay i need to be like like i need to make it seem like this is what i also believe Mm. so it's it's sad really it is it's it's you know it's sad that these people felt like they couldn't be themselves and on the flip side it's also Mm -hmm. really sad that they've put you know legislation and limiting you know rights of of women and lgbt people um it's just not good it's really sad it's, it's sad on so many different um angles another thing that's interesting though this particular party it's called like fides i'm probably not saying uh-huh. it right but anyway it's a hungarian party yeah, hungarian party okay and i guess in july of this year um another one a former hungarian ambassador um was found pos- within possession of nineteen thousand exp- sexually explicit images of minors and oh then, my god yeah, and then in 2019 a video leaked of another fides fides whatever politician participating in an orgy on a yacht in the adriatic sea this is what i'm saying it's suppression that that re- results in extra like mm-hmm. you know devious behavior i guess you could say exactly it's like the priests that like fuck children it's like why does that happen let's mm-hmm. like actually dive into why this is like a pattern mm-hmm. actually in catholic priests for example, it's because they have to somehow suppress their sexuality. Mm. And when you suppress your sexuality to that extreme extent, because priests are not supposed to have sex, right? Yeah. I think. No, they're not. So they're suppressing their sexuality. So therefore they will, you know, have all these like fucking, you Mm -hmm. know, other weird behaviors that are not, you know, normal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Whatever normal means. Well, exactly. (laughs) This is it. Well, I just think again, like you're right. Like, why are you, and it's, there's so many, there's so many complex layers to this. And I think it does need to mm-hmm. be studied more. Like I think this actually, if I was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in university studying sociology or something, this would be a really interesting like research topic. Like I think, yeah. um, but yeah, it's just so interesting how these, these individuals get to that point where they're like, so against something like, you know, obviously, because they're having that Publicly. own intern exactly, and but they're having that own internal battle as well as to you know what's going on with themselves. And it is, you know, as much as it's frustrating, obviously, that they're putting these things into place, these legislation and laws, and doing so many things against the LGBT or whatever movements. 
Um, it is, you're like you said, it is a bit sad at the same time because these are people in themselves that, you know, are repressed and don't feel like Mm -hmm. they can be true to themselves. So that's part of the reason why they're lashing out at other people, which again, is it, there's not, it's not right for them to do that, but you know, there's also complex reasons as to why they got to where they were. And you know, like, and I'm not being funny, but like a country like Hungary, for example, you know, they're having their own kind of difficulties and challenges right now. And they are traditionally a very um, conservative country. And, um, I, I remember I was there, I was there a couple of years ago and we did a tour of, of Budapest, um, mm-hmm. me and some friends and the tour guide was, that was there, um, was young. And she was like, it sucks being here right now because she's, she was more, um, liberal in her ideologies. And she was like the hung in Hungary is just so like traditional. And these people are like, even in Budapest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What else did she say? She said that they're basically the party that was in power and stuff. They're just like really against like, you know, they're very, very against like LGBT, like right. w- even women's rights, all of this stuff. Like it was like a very, like it's almost like they're going backwards, you know? Yeah. It could have changed oh, now. I, that was, it was a couple of years ago that I was there. So I haven't, you know, stayed on top of what's going on with Hungarian politics, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. But from the sound of the story, it hasn't changed that much, you know? So yeah, um, it's insane. It's just unfortunate, you know, it's just like, why can't people, you know, it would be nice if we lived in a utopian planet where we could just live our lives, you know? Well, it'd be nice if we could just not worry about what other people do mm-hmm. in privacy uh, unless it's hurting somebody else, exactly. you know? Why don't we just let people be what they want to be and not care about it unless they're hurting somebody else mm-hmm. once again? But it's like, fuck. Exactly. That's the thing. It'd be much a happier place. There'd mm-hmm. be less war, you know? Yeah. If people could just fuck whoever they want to fuck. Well, this is like, this is like my life. It'd be a much happier world. Exactly. You know? This is my life, my life philosophy. Well, it's going to sound a little bit, not my life philosophy, but like just with my own like situation uh-huh. and my own self, I always think to myself, and maybe that's why I haven't noticed so much like backlash or anything bad. Like I have had some things happen. Obviously. Well, you also grew up in Canada where it's not as well, common. Exactly. And, um, but I always think to myself, like if somebody is going to judge me or doesn't want to get to know me because of my mm-hmm. sexuality, then, you know, they're missing out on meeting an amazing person and that's I agree that's fine by me you can go meet somebody mm-hmm. else and have your own boring <laughs> time and you go miss out on all this yeah <laughs> preach <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode yes <laughs> with final wise words from Daniels mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as, Ru- well, as RuPaul uh-huh. would say if you can't love yourself how the hell you gonna love somebody else can I get an amen Amen, sister. (laughs) Oh, goddamn. Well, that was a fun episode, guys. Mm -hmm. It was a bit longer than usual. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, I don't know. Our usual episodes are pretty long because we can't stop. We can't shut the fuck up. That's true. Um, That's very true. But I hope you guys enjoyed it anyways. Mm -hmm. I had a great time discussing these very interesting issues. Yeah. If you have any issues you want us to discuss, DM us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. At the Savage Savage Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Mm Or and where else can they find us, Daniel? They can find us in a lot of places. I mean, we'd be everywhere. <laughs> we'd be on the YouTube. Um, so check us out uh-huh. on YouTube if you do want to see our beautiful faces along with the audio. That will be on YouTube at the Savage. Oh, actually, Daniel, I heard that you can put the video now on Spotify. What? I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it, but mm. I've seen I've seen podcasts putting it up, so maybe we can figure that shit out. Okay, but well. although I shouldn't I shouldn't leave it to Grandpa Daniel to do this. No, because. you shouldn't, Rose. <laughs> I tried my hardest, you know. Um, oh God. Uh, yeah. So we're, so anyway, catch us on YouTube at the Savage Podcast. Be sure to you know subscribe, give us a thumbs up, um, or just continue listening to us on your favorite podcast player because we will be there.
every yes, week, every we'll week. Be there. And guys, if you need an extra episode a mm. month, cause you just can't get enough, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. You can, see, you can see all of the perks when you get there yeah. and uh, you'll get an extra episode from us every month that only the patrons get. Exactly. Okay? Exclusive. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.